Hey there, this is your host, Selena Robinson. You are listening to Journey to Gentle Podcast. I am a mama sharing my journey to be more compassionate, mindful, and supportive with myself, my kids, and others. Thank you for tuning in. Several of the clips in this podcast were recorded on my phone in the car, so the audio isn't that great, but I needed to share my thoughts right then and there. As my oldest child gets closer to starting school, I'm finding myself more and more afraid. I've been having an increasingly harder time dealing with my feelings, and when I heard the beginning of this podcast that I will mention, it dawned on me why I've been having a hard time. In this first part, I talk about losing the illusion of safety. So, I'm on my way to the store and I'm sitting here listening to this podcast, Parenting for Liberation, episode 40. And she says, we're afraid to breathe deeply because we're afraid that it will release something that we might not be able to get back. And I think one of the reasons why this has been such a struggle for me is because, like, I've I've realized, like, what it is that I've lost. It's not a horrible loss, but I'm kind of, uh, I guess, grieving that loss and trying to work through those feelings, but it was this illusion of safety that I had. Um, In the podcast with my mom, we talk about how we've kind of lived in this bubble. And this bubble is pretty much the bubble of privilege where we haven't had to deal with these issues. And now I am no longer in this bubble. I no longer want to be in the bubble. Um, and, and taking myself out of this bubble, it takes away the solution of safety that I've kind of been surrounding myself with for years. When I see in the media, these black men and, and what's happening to them, like Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd, I see my oldest child, my dark skinned baby. And I see that he's not safe. And I see that I can't stay in this bubble, this illusion that I've kind of been living my life in, that I have to step out of it. And that we are not safe. And that he's not safe. And that something has to be done. And I think this is probably the first time that I've really cried over the topic. I'm always in a situation where I don't really feel like I can't cry. Nor do I understand what I'm crying for. But I think that's it. Like, safety isn't something that I could ever get back. Because in this country, there is no safe places for my boys. And so now 
I am emerging myself in this information. Like before, I would acknowledge what was happening and acknowledge the injustices, but I didn't really understand. There was a lot of information that I was missing. All I had was my school education and the media. And now I'm able to really see what's behind that. And it's more than just, oh, look, there's no more racism. We're making progress. It's just all been hidden. Hidden behind policies like the war on drugs. And hidden in things like the the school to prison pipeline and for centuries we have been suffering all of these injustices and I'm finally able to like really see what's going on and I can't just sit back anymore and not do anything and, and to push it aside and to shove down my feelings and just live my life. I have to do something. And that something 100% starts with the way that I parent my kids. I speak about this in the podcast with my mom. We don't, we never really had like a sit down conversation around race. She never really had a sit down conversation around race with her parents. And I want to change that. I want so badly to change that. Not having these conversations for whatever reason we choose not to is what's keeping things the same. No matter what kind of home you live in, whether it be uh, you're a person of color or you're a white person, not having these conversations and pretending like, not even pretending, but turning a blind eye to the the injustices that are happening not educating yourself on what's going on not really listening to what's going on not really hearing the people that are trying to speak out that is what's keeping things the same and I can't continue to perpetuate the system by not speaking about the system from the system being the government to the systems within our household like I have to speak out and I have to change and so yeah (laughs) that's the first part of this I'm gonna clean myself up and go into the store and then maybe I'll be able to come out and speak a bit more After my trip to the store while in the car, I share my thoughts on kids having a voice and being taught how to think, not what to think. I'm still developing my thoughts and gathering information around the idea that kids are oppressed. So eventually I'll be able to talk about it a bit more articulately. Uh, This next quote comes from the beginning of the podcast, Fair of the Free Child, episode 172. You can't keep using tools of oppression and expect to raise free people. 
I was listening to a podcast and that is the quote I heard and it spoke to me so much. This is exactly what I'm talking about and, and what I'm meaning that um, the way that the traditional way of raising children, it is oppression. They are <laughs> the epitome of being unheard uh, and people will like use the excuse you know that their brains are not fully developed it doesn't mean that they aren't capable of things and it doesn't mean that they shouldn't be heard and that the things that they think and feel shouldn't be taken into a taken into account and it starts it starts there like everything starts there everything starts with the way that we parent our children i'm pretty sure like often like the little meme goes around of like two little kids hugging and they're both of different races and and it says um no one is born racist and i agree absolutely no one is born racist our education our socializing that is where the racism comes from or the lack of the lack of education could also very well be where that racism comes from or at least the continual perpetuation of racism of racist systems and so it is important to look at the way we are raising our children and whether or not we're listening to them and having and allowing their voice to be heard whether or not we think they are wrong or right they have a right to be listened to you know there it, it starts with hearing them and allowing them to be a part of that process that decision making process and being there for them when they make the wrong decisions without the shame and the blame like this is where it starts if we want to elicit change we first have to change the way we are raising our children they're the next generation they're the ones who are going to be running the country in the future and if we just continue to do the same thing with them the same things will just continue to happen and so everything that i will be doing on this podcast on my podcast on my blog will be working to change those things everything because it needs to be changed so whether it be talking about consequences or labeling our kids or like our mindset around their behaviors like change starts there it does and that that is my goal i can look back at my childhood and i can see how the way that I was raised and the things that I was taught or wasn't taught, I can see, I can see the effect that those have and I'm looking to change that and I hope that you are too. My four-year-old has this amazing, amazing voice where he is already standing up for himself and things that he thinks are wrong and he's already standing up for me and it is so amazing and i can easily see this voice of his getting squashed out at such a young age and once his voice is gone then what (laughs) 
Like once he no longer feels that he has the space to speak because he's a child, because he's wrong, where is the learning taking place? If, if you're first off like telling your kids how to think, not, not even how to think, but what to think. If you are telling them what they should be thinking, what they should be doing, and you're never ever allowing them the opportunity to think for themselves, like ever, and you're never allowing them the opportunity to be able to stand up for themselves and to stand up for others. We can work on, um, I, I dislike the word perfecting, but I can't think of another word right now. So we can work on perfecting these skills within our kids. But if you just say, no, you're wrong, don't do that. You're squashing the little bit of voice that they do have. Like, why not really get in deep into it and see their view and why they think that what they're doing is right and, and talk with them. And, you know, like, I can't even really fully get out what it is that I want to say. But it has to be said. And over these episodes hopefully I will be able to better articulate what it is that I'm saying but us parents this is important work and it's not something to just be pushed aside and saved for later especially not when it comes to the topic of racism whether it be protecting our kids from what's out there or whether it be changing what's out there um there's a this show that I was watching all American on Netflix and the mixed race son like the father grew up in a rough area and mixed race son he the father never taught him about these things he thought that with money and status and living in a a nicer neighborhood that he had bought his child time more time and his son found out the hard way about what's out there he was pulled over by the cops and (laughs) he was pulled over by the cops and ended up handcuffed and face down on the cement and that is where he got his education because his father thought that he had bought him more time by simply like changing his location and that is not true we cannot choose when our children become educated on this topic so we have to educate them ourselves and in order to change the system we also have to allow them to have a voice and to think critically and not just tell them what to think at this point i think i'm just repeating myself so i'm going to pause this stop and think in this next piece I talk about the importance of parenting and self-reflection as it relates to being anti-racism. I will continue to mention this because I think it's very important. I'm learning and this is my first time really speaking out and having a voice about this topic. If I say anything wrong, if I say anything that needs to be addressed absolutely positively let me know you can reach out to me on any of my social media platforms at journey to gentle i absolutely positively like i want to learn if you have resources send them to me i it is so important for me to learn i hate so much that my education was just a surface level thing that i believe i mentioned this before that you know it was just hey look at all this progress when really there's just so much injustices still happening. 
I want to learn. I want to be able to teach. And I need help to do that. <laughs> you know, uh, there there's quite a lot that I can teach myself, but I think that it is so important to be able to hear experiences from other people, which is why I'm doing the, I did the podcast with my mom and my best friend. I want to hear those experiences. I want the information. I want to learn. And I hope those of you out there listening to this want to learn too. That is the start is educating yourself and then sitting, (laughs) sitting with this information, sitting with what we're learning and really evaluating our opinions, our biases around these things. It's one thing to just hear it because you can hear it and you can push it aside. But you've really got to sit with this stuff. You've really got to think about what is going on. One of my biggest fears around this is from what I've been seeing about, you know, like how you can help is uh, people just, you know, sharing this and sharing that, maybe donating a little bit of money here and then that's it. That's all. You know, I did my piece. I'm bettering stuff. (laughs) Like, no, you've got to do more than that. It's more than just sharing a post like, great, share the information and get it out there. Donate the money. The the, the money, like, it it helps so much. But there's just so much more to be done. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so for changing the way that we raise our kids. Because that is huge. Like, so many of us are parents and we're not sure how we can raise the next generation to be a generation for change. And it starts with, like, first off, working on ourselves and then changing the way that we parent. Without that, everything will just stay the same. So that's that's one thing you can do more than just sharing a post here and sharing a post there. Look at yourself and reevaluate, like, yourself. Like, (laughs) sit with your feelings and sit with your thoughts. Uh, These thoughts that you have, the biases, the stereotypes look at those things and look at where they come from and how much information you actually have on them like do you just have them because this is the way you were raised this is what your parents told you this is what you see in the media how much information around these topics do you really have how much have you heard from the people that are actually from these people that you're stereotyping these people that you have your biases around or are you just taking someone else's opinion and calling it your own. What work are you actually doing on yourself? Yeah, that's all I got for now. I've recently realized that I have privilege. I'm still working through that, and so you'll hear me mentioning it several times in these upcoming podcasts. Here I talk about um, what it means and what to do with it. So part of this looking at yourself and evaluating, you know, your actions and what you're doing. A part of this is also, I'm sure you've heard before, checking your privilege. (laughs) And it's huge. Like, I recently realized I, dark-skinned black woman, am in a position of privilege. And what the fuck am I doing with it? Not a goddamn thing. And it is bothering the mess out of me. Like, first, realizing the privilege that I had and have had my whole life the ability to live in that bubble was hard and now that I've accepted this privilege that I have what am I going to do with it how am I going to help others and this is more than just like about racism it's 
there are so many people who don't have many of the privileges that I have, like even just staying home with my kids, the financial security that I have right now, that in and of itself is a privilege. And how, like, what am I doing to change anything? What am I doing to help others? I'm honestly not doing much. <laughs> and I want to be doing so much more. And I can be doing more. And I, I will be doing more. I am going to work towards something. I have to work towards something. I can't just sit here and, and put a bubble up around me and my kids and be like, we're good, y'all are on your own. <laughs> no, that's not going to change anything. It's not going to make anything better. And I can't just sit here and watch the world burn and not give it a try. So, do you have privilege? And if you do, what the heck are you doing with it? What are you doing? Thank you all for tuning in and joining me on this journey. Next week, we will finish up the conversation with my mom, where we discuss our lack of education on race and racism. Until then, bye.